this Go Bowling at the Glen betting picks episode of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app to get last-minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Use promo code SGPN420 dollars off driver start your Wrap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb on the road again just oh, never mind it is the nascar gambling podcast here on the sports gambling podcast network he's cody zeeb i'm rod via gomez and yes we are on the road again watkins Glen, another road course second one in a row cody and i were talking about it last week not sure that they've ever done two 20 2021 i oh, did look because i was curious yes after we had that conversation and they did same same back to back it was indy and watkins Glen <sighs> in 2021 but Still that was it right I'm, yeah, that's the only other time because oh, okay. I mean, you know, really, because I think 2020 was the first season we had more than two even, and, and there wasn't any that year. Um, and then obviously last year there wasn't the back to back because they had Indy was done earlier on in the in the season. Yeah. I don't know. I, I've been enjoying because for the most part, like, and we've talked about this multiple times, like we haven't really had any races back to back on super similar tracks. Like it's like you know, short track to super speedway to intermediate to road course to you're getting all these different triangles getting thrown in there. You know, we got all of it, but yeah, back-to-back road courses. Although we'll get into this as we talk to the bets. I think this is going to be a different type of road course than what we just saw this past weekend. So, uh, they're a little, little teaser for you as far as how I'm kind of, uh, maybe leaning on this a little bit. I mean, the Rovals throw a, a, a wrench into everything anyways, because you have that big, long sweeping stretch. That is the oval track. I mean, by definition, it's, it's obviously not your traditional road course and, and for good reason too. I mean, that it's a technically difficult track in and of its own right, but yeah, these, these straight up road courses, Sonoma, Watkins Glen, Road America. I mean, they're all unique in their own certain way. And that's why I get it. And, and you know, when guys like Elliott and Truex win all of these road courses, and, and even Larson to a certain extent, it's easy to say, you know, oh, well, this is an Elliott, Truex, or Larson race. And, of course, I'm not going to blow anybody's card. But I'm just saying that it was easier back then to say, oh, well, I've got a handle on this. You know, I know who's going to win this because it's been the same couple of people year in and year out dominating it. Well, now it's not really that easy because with Watkins Glen and uh, um, Sonoma being the only two, you only had to pay attention to those two road courses, right? And it was like, okay, who did well there? Well, now you can't. 
Now you've got Charlotte Roval when it was there. Now you got Indy Roval. Now you've got Daytona Roval when it was around. I mean, it's all these different road courses, right, are, are thrown in there. Now Chicago, now Road America. You don't know what to look at as far as I can say this is a comp track, right? Right, yeah, and I mean, we we generally like to lump all the road courses together, which I still think is is a, a decent strategy, right? But there are differences, and and this one is is more of a you know higher speeds and technical stuff, whereas uh, you know the the Indy Roval last week was was a little different, and so yeah, I think that comes into play, and something else to consider. So you look at it, and and we've been coming to Watkins Glen forever, basically in the NASCAR Cup Series. So guys like Martin Trucks Jr. has 16 starts at Watkins Glen. We didn't come here in 2020. So, you know, anybody who started uh, in 2020 has only got, or laughter, only has three starts. So guys like Tyler Reddick, great road course racer, he's only got two starts on this track. Now, yeah, he only had two starts on Indy Road Course as well, but so did Martin Trucks Jr. and Denny Hamlin and, and everybody else and Kevin Harvick and all these guys that have been around forever. So... I think there is a, a bigger advantage to the guys that have been on this track for they've been coming here for 16, 18 years, whatever the case may be every year other than 2020, obviously. But they, they continue to come back to a place like this. And it's more of the, the traditional place. Um, and, and if you you know, you know go back and look, uh, the last six winners here, it's been four Hendrick wins in a row, two Gibbs wins before that. And something that obviously we can't really cover today because we don't know the starting lineup, but something interesting and, and to think of after qualifying as you set your card, the, those six winners in a row, Rod, all started inside the top six. Uh, so that's going to be something to keep an eye on because, um, yeah, it's it's going to be going to be interesting week for sure. It, and it is again, and it's just a, a matter of. What are we going to weigh? Are we going to weigh track history? Are we going to weigh recency bias? Because obviously if we did that, Michael McDowell's not winning uh, last week at all, right? So it's it's like, it's a whole, it's a different ballpark altogether. And so, Cody, you and I both know that on the on the F1 Gambling Podcast, we like to compare. I forgot to do that last week at the, uh, at the Indy Road Course. But this road course looks oh, kind of look like the, a clog. Uh, if it were uh, a, a kind of a weird heel to it, but I would say this looks like a clog, uh, like a like a wooden clog. If you're dancing, I am trying to pull up an image quickly. Yeah, could go with that. Um, yeah. What? Well, what? Well, you got a better one for it? I, you know, I don't know. Uh, looking at it, I'm trying to decide here. I think, uh, yeah, you probably have the. Let me let me tilt my head a little. <laughs> I'm trying to look at it. I, I don't know. I mean, you could maybe get like a funny shaped iron out of it, I guess, with a little handle and the head or like a one of those little mini vacuums, maybe. Uh, yes. Okay. I could go with that. But it's, but you know, it's, we're kind of, it's kind of getting to stretch at that point. So yeah, I think, I think we'll go with your, your clog reference for, for the old folks that listen to this and know what a clog is. Hey, speaking of <laughs> clogs, you can catch some good clogging shows, I'm sure. And tickets are hard to come by. Listen, folks, I get it. Everybody wants to go see the clogging invitational and, and you are trying to get your tickets, but you can't. Don't worry. We've got a, we've got help. We've got game time. Game time can help you find those clogging international championship tickets that you want, as well as sporting events if you like those kind of things, concerts or any other type of event that you are looking for. 
Game time will have you covered. Look, they are fast and easy, and it's a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all of your sports, music, comedy, and theater, and clog dancing near you. They got killer deals on last-minute tickets. So if you're sitting there thinking to yourself, hmm, I was trying to think about it. Maybe I should have planned about a month in advance. You don't need to. Those clogging championships, you can go right now with those best prices that they guarantee. Stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun that you are going to have. Look, I know that I have sat on my fair share of opportunities to get good ticket deals early because I'm kind of a procrastinator like that, and I tend to not necessarily plan months in advance. So definitely helps to have an app that can get you good deals, flash deals, just like that on anything you want to see. You don't even have to plan months in advance. Like I said, you get those flash deals on football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, whatever you want. And the game time guarantee means you're always going to find the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or a different row, game time is going to credit you 110% of the difference. Go shopping, get a better price. Game time is going to match that. So you want in on the deal right now? GameTime.co. Download the GameTime app. Create an account. Use the code SGPN. You're going to get $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem the code SGPN for $20 off. Download the GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. I, I Honestly, I, I haven't gone clogging. I don't know what... <laughs> Sure, Rod, sure. Okay. I have been to a German dance uh, uh, competition, though. That was I'm a lot of fun. I'm surprised. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. I got friends. I got friends in ethnic places. It's it's fun. There you go. There you go. I, I've been to Germany. I don't know if that counts. but <laughs> Still not. Still have not been there. I would love to, though. Um, all right. So, again, it is the Watkins Glen. We are go, go bowling at the Glen. Uh, it is have 90- you uh, have you touched on where Watkins Glen is located, Rod? It is in Watkins Glen. I, New York. Uh, excuse me, you like you of all people. I'm just who like to give who like to give the small towns that these tracks are actually located in. I would like to specifically make sure that this week's track and city where the track is located is highlighted because Fine. it sounds like a great place. Okay, it is in the town of Dick. It is southwest of the village of Watkins Glen, New York. We're going bowling at Dick's. So, uh, just I, I feel like Dick's International would have been a lot more fun than Watkins Glen International, but you know that's just me. I'm just saying, like that would have been a lot more fun. But I mean, sure, that would have ran into a lot of marketing uh, snafus. So yeah, go bowling they, they might safe. not like go bowling at Dick's. Go bowling at might, Dick's. So. Go bowling. Yeah. With Dick, that Dick, whatever. Uh, <laughs> we should probably move on. <laughs> we've already lost half our listeners. Who cares, anyways? Uh, Ninety laps around this two point four five mile course <laughs> for two hundred and twenty miles around the clog. That is the Watkins Glen International uh, track. So, Cody, we were talking about this just before we we hit record, and boy, I don't know. And and you just said it, so thank God you said it, but. This was a, I mean, I know the guys in the discord were all over stuff, but I got to tell you, man, from, from a me hand, I was like, this is hard to handicap this race. Well, it's, it's funny. Cause I was just looking at the discord while you're doing that last ad read there. And the, and the JDK, he said something about, uh, he doesn't, uh, let me pull up what he said. Uh, he said for outrights, only thing you can think this week is long shots, blah, blah, blah. Um, but it's way too chalky. And I just replied with the, uh, the gif of LeBron James putting the chalk up into the air 
That's what I feel. Uh, like. We're going to get into it as we get into these bets, Rod. But I think this is this is going to be a chalky week in the Cup Series. Uh, it was tough this week. It's it, it was not easy to build a card. The, the books I think have adjusted. Obviously, you're on back-to-back road courses, and so there's uh, you know there's a lot of things they can take from one to the other. Real hard. I mean, top tens. There's not a lot of plus money out there, which is that's obviously one place we really like to hit when we can. Uh, you know, top Chevys, top Fords, a lot of that stuff. They've really cut back on the numbers. The matchups this week are just real tough oh, matchups. Please brutal. listen. Those matchups, I, I, we've been saying it for weeks. Why are the same four names? And listen, there's a there's a certain book, and I won't go. I won't even say it because I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna address you. You got to get better. But literally, almost every matchup is the same driver just against yeah. somebody different. It's, it's like pick come one on, guy against yeah, yeah, man. It, it is definitely a rougher week. So. I guess uh, not not jam packing it like we have some of the last few weeks. Maybe that's us being bitter about last week. <laughs> Hopefully, you listen to the Xfinity show. This is a good time if you only listen to the Cup show. I know our picks were shit last week, and we're transparent about it. Go back and listen to the recap show. We always go through our bets. We talked about every horrible bet we lost last week, but the Xfinity show we fucking cleaned up. We swept almost the whole. The only thing we didn't hit was the outright. Really, we hit everything else almost, uh, and had a really really good weekend there. So made our ass a little less chapped on Sunday as we were taking it, but uh, oh well. I think we did still find some good stuff. Um, and yeah, I think it's just going to be it's going to be a little chalky this week. We're going to lean into some stuff. I mean, uh, you know, there's there's some storylines and some some popular picks this week that I I don't like. Again, we'll get into it when we get there. I hate going with the public on some things, but sometimes you got to do what you got to do, and uh, yeah, I'm excited, Rob. The field a lot less diverse this weekend. Uh, really, the only couple of, of names that are there from you know that aren't normally there. Andy Lolly again is back, and uh, uh, also Mike Rockenfeller is back in that forty two car. Other than that, no SVG, no Jensen yeah. Button, Custer, no Yobakashi. Custer's in the fifteen fifty one, whichever one Lally's not in, probably the fifty one. Yeah, Custer's in the fifty one. Uh, but yeah, none none of the other ringers are coming. Uh, which you know, not too shocking because, like we just mentioned, this would be a tougher track for them. This is a place where guys like Harvick and Truex have been here 16, 20 times, whatever it is. And you're not going to have the same advantage as you are on a street course where nobody's ever been before and they're not used to driving. <laughs> yeah, and and again, it's just it's not it's this is not for the faint of heart this week. And in fact, if you want to go with a lighter card this week, we one thousand percent agree with you on that one. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna give our picks as we always do, but if you want to take a breather, right, just put a couple of ones together. <laughs> Gotta out save there that for next weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, next weekend's one. Although, gonna... hey, that race last year was good to us. We hit Austin Dillon thirty to one outright yeah. at uh, Daytona last year. So, uh, yeah. You know, not not a bad thing. Not a bad thing at all. Well, okay. Um, listen, I want to get to the bets, so let's do this. I'm ready. Let's go. Let's hit this a little early. Let's talk about our Patreon page because so many of you are already joining that Patreon page. It is already a happening place. I'm telling you right now, I'm in that Patreon Discord. I'm paying attention to what's going on. That is one of the perks that you are going to get from uh, joining our Patreon. Again, all of our stuff, always free, right? This show, F1, NFL, doesn't matter. The Disc League, all of that stuff. It's still free. All of our picks, all the website, everything we ever do on this is free. But 
you want a little something extra, if you want to be truly DGen with us, hop in that Discord, help support us a little more, and you're going to get just a little more uh, on top of that, which includes... Right, you're going to get special contests, including that NFL win totals contest, a $1,000 first place prize for that. Plus, on top of the season-long contest, we got weekly contests just for the patrons. And I'm telling you right now, I'm already seeing all the stuff that's happening in that. You're going to love the prizes. Get in there. Plus, you're going to get a monthly SGP Stories podcast. It's a completely ad-free, full of behind-the-scenes stories from SGPN. Like I said, there's a Discord channel just for you patrons as well. Listen, folks, I remind you every day, only you can prevent corporate gambling. Do your part. Sign up today. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon. Trying to, I'm trying to get more involved in that Patreon because uh, I, I really want us to have some special fun in that as well. So something to offer in that, in that Patreon-only Discord. I need to uh I need to be more active in that too. <laughs> I know. I, I, I kept I caught up the other day and I was like, Well, we need to we need to have our presence shown. So yeah, if you join the Patreon, that. let us know. We'll get more involved and then we'll have some fun with you as well. So Exactly. Uh all right, Cody. Well, we held our nose, we came up with some picks. Where do we start? <laughs> well, Rod, I am going to go back into the the Martin Truex Jr. well that has been oh so good to me this year. It didn't pan out for us last week, but as I looked into it more, as I thought about it more, to my point of Truex has been really good at Sonoma, where he's gone 16, 17, 18 times, whatever it is, and he's been good at Watkins Glen, where he's gone all those other times. Some of these other newer road courses haven't been quite as good to Truex. Probably something I should have picked up on last week, but all we can do is learn going forward, Rod. That's what I have done, and since he uh, you know, was a big favorite last week and everything, they dropped him down a little bit this week because he didn't, you know, he finished what seventh. He wasn't really, really in contention to win all day or anything like that. So we're going to take advantage of that. I'm going to take Martin Truex Jr. Top five plus 120 over at Caesars and top three plus 210 over at Caesars. One of my favorite things to do lately has been to, to figure out the plays that I want, kind of do my own research, write them in the document, and then go look at, uh, at Ryan over at iFantasy Races Twitter and find all the the numbers to back up what I'm saying, and I was lucky to do that on quite a few things this week. Um, so from from Ryan over at iFantasy Race, here is uh, some things that he had posted on Truex. Watkins Glen in recent years. Last year, 2020, 2022, he was 23rd. But remember, Martin Truex Jr. was retired last year. Toyota was absolutely horrendous on road courses. I'm throwing everything about that completely out the window. It doesn't count. Same thing at Sonoma, remember? Hit him at 30 to 1 to win outright that day. Um, 2021, though, here, third place. He won stage two. He led 34 laps, had the race best uh, 3.5 running average position. Uh, wasn't at his best at the end, but he was second best in the total speed rankings. Um, and his speed rankings over the segments were first, first, second, and then eighth. Uh, 2019, he finished second here as well. He was second in total speed ranking, the fastest driver late in the run, a 3.3 average running position. 2018, finished second place. That was the race Chase Elliott got his first victory. Truex was running him down at the end. Elliott was able to hold off and not, and not make too big of a mistake and get the win. 2017, Truex led 24 laps and won the, that day. 2016, he was seventh, 
but he spun on the last lap while running second uh, within sight of the finish line. So would have been second in 2016, but then first, second, second, third in races since then. Obviously, no 2020 COVID, and we're throwing out 2022 because of just everything was not going in Truex's favor last year. Obviously, personal issues, whatever it was, he was not doing well. Um, but you go back and you look, eight of the 16 times he's been here, he's finished inside of the top five. He's done that with DEI, with Michael Waltrip Racing, with Furniture Row, and with JGR. All four teams he's been on, he has finished inside of the top five here. Truex is good at this type of place. He's got all the momentum of a positive season. Oh, and by the way, he can lock up the regular season title this week. Um, if he scores more points than Denny Hamlin does, and William Byron doesn't score 44 more points than Martin Truex Jr., which is you know un possible, right? Truex gets taken out earlier or something, but most likely uh, a real good chance if he can just outscore Denny Hamlin this week. Truex could lock that up going into Daytona as a regular season champion. I'm expecting a very, very good day from Truex. He's going to be up front all day. Ryan Stats had it, right? Average running position, 3.3, 3.5. He's always near the front at this track. I expect that to be the case again. And again, go back over the last six races, it's been all Hendrick, all JGR. It's a little chalky, although the really the numbers are still good. It's He's plus money, plus 120 to get a top five over on Caesars, and then plus 210, obviously, for the top three. So I like playing both of these. I Well, I can't argue with Martin Truex Jr. Again, it's just you watch him run this season, and we keep saying it time and time again. It's just he's a different man, and, and he's a threat every single week. And like you said, on a track in which he has had so much success, in, in, a, in a discipline in which he's had so much success, it's hard to not expect him to be good. And last week was sort of a, a fluke anyways as far as everybody was concerned, so not really banking a lot on that. Uh, all right. Well, I'm taking a swing because this is a plus money top 10 that I think is worth a swing. And that's Brad Keselowski. Um, did I put Brad K again? Jesus Christ. You did. Uh, you did. I, I like it. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying at some point that's going to get old. But Brad K, uh, top 10, plus 275 over on bet 365. That number is actually better on 365 than it is just about anywhere else. And look. I know that on road courses in particular, this is not necessarily Brad Kozlowski's forte. Uh, and in fact, in Watkins Glen in particular, he actually hasn't been half as bad as you would think he'd be. Um, he's got 12 starts in this. Half of them have been top 10 finishes. Now, we talk about last season, how terrible RFK really was uh, after just not really putting together the best season. He did finish 19th here, uh, but he did start 15th. And, and again, this was just kind of a lost season for Brad, so we can't really hold that against him. In 2021, he actually started on the pole in this race, ended up finishing 35th, uh, not, not the best finish in the world. Not for, indicative of where he was running, though. I think no. I, I want to say there was about 25 laps to go in that race, and Joey Logano and him, teammates at the time, actually got into each other and surprise, Joey Logano wrecked somebody at a road course. We haven't seen that any time lately. Uh, but, but, and that's why Brad didn't finish good. I think they were running top 10 at the time, so he was running good late in that race. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, he led the first nine laps of that race, and, and you know, again, but you think about it too, 2021, there was still the breaks, right? There was still the cautions, and there was still that that play of who's going to pit where and what and why. So, um, obviously, it was difficult for for 
for that too um, for Brad Keselowski. But again, he started first in that race. Unfortunately, like you said, didn't end up with the the finish he wanted. But before that, I mean, ninth place in 2019 with the two car, right? Third place with the two car, seventh place with the two car, three runner-up finishes in a row between 2011 and 2013. We have noticed that Brad Keselowski can be good where he's comfortable, and this is a place where he's comfortable. Um, and, and now, to me, he hasn't done well at road courses this season. You look back at Sonoma, he finished 16th, not a top 10 finish, obviously. Austin had a drive shaft problem where he finished 35th after starting 30th. Rough start to the season. But I will point out that over the last few races, Brad Keselowski, Atlanta 6th, 5th, 16th at Pocono. Richmond 6th. Fourth, 20th at Indy. So it's two races on, one race off, right? Two races in the top 10, one race in the top, outside of the top 10. Hopefully, this will be a, a repeat of a pattern in which we see Brad Kozowski at least in the 10th place uh, at the end of it, maybe even in sixth. I don't know. But I'm going to at least say 10th place for Brad plus 275 on bet 365. So I like this one for a couple of reasons. Plus 275 is, is a good number, especially in a week where. The top 10 odds in general are, are shitty overall. They're not very good. Uh, so I do like the number you're getting on this. I just got done preaching about how this is a veteran's track. It's guys that have been here a bunch of times. Kozlowski has what? Uh, well, there used to be a number there. I don't know. Oh, 12. 12 there starts. 12, yep. 12, 12 starts on this, uh, on this track. Second greatest finish in NASCAR history in 2012, where uh, Ambrose just barely got him at the line. Uh, Darlington still with Craven and, and Bush is, is number one, but that is, that is second place, I think in, in greatest finishes in NASCAR history. Um, but yeah, he's got the ability to, I mean, he had three second place finishes in a row. That was 2011 through 2013. Yes, but he can do it. 2019, he finished in ninth here. Like I said, he was running top 10 in 2021 before getting dumped late. We know that, uh, that RFK has obviously improved a lot. Busher, we're going to talk about him actually in just a minute here. But he's been on an incredible streak of races. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the number's right for this. And Keselowski, nobody's willing to gamble more than Keselowski. We saw it last week. They stayed out with Hamlin. They were trying to catch a caution, catch something at the right time. He knows he's not super great at road courses. They're going to try to do that. By the way, if somebody like Chase Elliott is leading this race or Daniel Suarez leading this race dominating, Ty Gibbs leading this race dominating, Kozlowski and Harvick's collars are starting to get a little bit tight for making the race on points. Uh, and so they're going to be trying to get points and uh, all that. You did mention the no cautions thing. We should have said that earlier, but same as last week, no cautions for the stage breaks as well. Um, but speaking of Chris Buescher and that RFK camp, I'm going to take him. His top 10 number over on Bet365, like you called out, they've got the best numbers for top 10s this week. It's minus 120, um, so it's not a plus money or anything, but... Going into last week, Chris Buescher had seven straight top 10 finishes on road courses. Rod, last week, he finished 11th, just breaking that uh, that streak, unfortunately. But uh, last year, he finished in ninth place here. Um, he has got, so in, oh boy, I got, I think my notes are, I, I've got to figure out a better note system, Rod. No, you don't. You know why? Because we cash but, tickets. That's, <laughs> that's right. It exactly. doesn't matter how we get there. It's just that we get there. Exactly. Okay. So since February of 2020, uh, Chris Buescher sits second place on average road course finish list only to Chase Elliott with an average of 10.7 uh, finish over those 18 races. And in his last, um, 
in those 18 starts, he's never finished worse than 21st in 18 starts in a row on road courses since the beginning of 2020. Obviously, he's got all the momentum in the world, right? These two wins. Sure, was 11th place finish last week, not the best, but you're bringing a veteran driver back to a track he's used to, back to a track he finished in the top 10 last week. It's been part of that streak of great runs for him. Again, if you want to make it eight in a row, he's finished inside the top 11 now, so it's still very good. He's going to be right on the edge there. Sure, it's only minus 120, but he's a guy that you can just count on to be in the mix, even when his car is on fire on pit road. He comes back and finds a way to finish in the top 10. Give me Chris Buescher, top 10, minus 120. Well, we've said this over the course of the season as well. Where you find one, you'll find the other as well. So it's it's a matter of, oh. you know, they, they're all around each other, right? And and think that's that wasn't what it was last week, was it? I can't remember where. Uh, uh, I think that, that kind of separates a little bit on road courses about the only place. Yeah. I think Brad didn't have the bet. Well, because he's. They did stay out and try to do that uh, that strategy That's with right. yep. Hamlin, and so he ended up twentieth. I mean, not the greatest run ever, but not horrible either. No. So yeah, and right behind Hamlin is actually where he finished, just because yeah, they both tried to play that strategy of we know we're not good enough to win this, so maybe we'll catch a caution at the right time and get track position. But uh, obviously, there was no cautions in that race really, so didn't quite work out for him. No, it did not. Um, all right. Well, I am going to move over. Look, I'm I'm buying the Daniel Suarez hype. I really am. I I'm buying into Daniel Suarez as uh, an up and comer again. Uh, I know <laughs> that it's like you got to pick your spots with Daniel Suarez. And last week, I think he kind of turned a few heads, right? Being as as fast as he was, especially getting the pole in that race, um, and then ending up in third place, which. Really, I think is is one of those situations where we looked at it in Sonoma too, where uh, a couple of years ago, where it was like, oh wow, okay, Daniel Suarez popped his head out of the the bushes, and and here he is. That team has gone through a, a really bad lull, right? Ever since Ross Chastain kind of took the season by storm last year, and and was the talk of the town. Now, not necessarily so much. He went at Nashville, that's great, but really hasn't done much since then. So. For me, I'm buying into Daniel Suarez. I like his top five number. It's at plus 170 over on Bet365. It might be a little ambitious for Daniel Suarez, but again, we saw him run in third place last week and really could, I mean, I don't know. No one no one was going to beat Michael McDowell. That dude was just running like a, like a man on fire. But for Daniel Suarez to be able to hang the way he did, right? He led six laps in this race. Um... And just looked looked like he, he had a chance to hold on for something, right? And he did. He held on for third, which is better than a fifth-place finish, uh, which would have cashed this bet if we made it last week. On Watkins Glen in particular, right, last year he started ninth, finished fifth. So slowly but surely, Daniel Suarez is starting to enter the conversation into a, a road course racer that you want to pay attention to. Right, and I'm sure a lot more people smarter than me were on him last week, anyways, to be fast, and and he was. So hats off to you if you guys were holding Suarez tickets for pole or you know even a top three ticket because I didn't necessarily give it that much thought. Well, now I am because my eyes were open last week that he's a pretty decent road course racer, and really in five starts in this in this uh, series on Watkins Glen, he's got three top tens. All three of those 
were inside the top five. He had a third place finish in 2017 in the 19 car, a fourth place finish in the 19 car. A couple of uh, bad finishes uh, in, in sandwiched in between there, a 17th place in the 41, but we kind of know where that's going, and a 31st place in the 99 the first time in, uh, in 2021 when he, Trackhouse was just sort of bursting out his wings. Well, Trackhouse is now one of the better teams in the garage, right? They, they're no longer that, that underdog team. They're actually a pretty damn good team. That fifth place last year shows it. I think he can equal that finish this year, maybe even get inside the top three, but I'm just going to hedge and say that he's going to get in the top five, at least give him that much at plus 170, uh, another plus money bet on bet 365. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about this one. Suarez is just one of those guys that, I mean, when he pops up, he looks good, he looks good, and then sometimes he just doesn't show up, but can kind of be said for all the track house team. SVG's been in the building. Maybe the, the hand of God was put on Suarez's shoulder, blessed him for this weekend. You never know. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, and at plus 170, uh, I do think that that the odds are good. Um, I, I know that I said on, on the recap show on Sunday night to not let me bet on Denny Hamlin for, for road courses again, Rob. Wait, hold on. <laughs> I've, I've got just the button for you when you're, when you're doing this. Go ahead and give all of your all – your, I'm going to just do this. I haven't pulled that out in a while, so – so yes, uh, and that's uh, plus one hundred for a top ten. <laughs> <laughs> uh, perfect. So I I know I said don't let me do it again, but then I was looking and I thought to myself, well, you know, all the the narrative of the veteran drivers and the guys who have all these starts and everything, it it kind of lines up for Hamlin this week. So plus one hundred again, not a great week for uh, for top tens, just as far as as how things have gone, but. Let's go to over at Ryan at iFantasy Race and see what he had to say about it. 20th didn't run well. Engine concerns that weekend. Down on speed. Again, Toyotas were absolute trash on road courses until the cardboard fell out at the Roval in the fall. But other than that, they were just bad last year, right? So we're throwing it out. 2021, he finished in fifth, Rod. 2019, again, no race in 2020. 2019, he finished in third. 2018, he finished 13th. But he was penalized around lap 55 for while running in third for having an uncontrolled tire. 2017 fourth, 2016 first. So you're telling me, Rod, over that five-race stretch, throwing out last year, and of course we don't have 2020, a first, a fourth, third late before the uncontrolled tire, then third and fifth. Pretty damn good run from Denny Hamlin here. Again, it's not been great for him at other road courses here lately. I, you know, but... He's qualified well. Um, let's see. He has qualified inside the top 11 in five of the last six races here. I just mentioned the stat earlier. The winner has come from the top six. So obviously track position means a lot. We know he's become very good at qualifying on road courses. Won the <laughs> Chicago Street Course Pole. Won the pole at Sonoma. Sonoma, the other track that he's been to a billion times, just like Watkins Glen. A lot of things kind of working into this theory here. Um, and, and again, wasn't looking to bet on Denny Hamlin, but as I started to dig through who's been good here and how Hamlin's name just kept popping up, and I'm thinking, fuck, I just said I didn't want to bet on him again, but the numbers are taking me there. Ryan backs me up with all his numbers over here at iFantasy Race. So, yeah, I I, I didn't want to do it, Rod, but uh, the numbers say to do it, and at plus 100, I think it's a good, good odds. All he has to do is get inside the top 10, and again, throwing out last year, but He's done it one, two, three, four, five, four of the last five races. 
should have done under the other one if they didn't have that uncontrolled tire. So, uh, yeah, give me Denny Hamlin top 10 plus 100. So I'm going to take that one further and I'm going to put Hamlin. This in is the- what I love when I when I jumped into the dock and I saw this and I'm like, OK, maybe I'm not going out on a limb on Hamlin here. I, you're not because the number for his top three, he's at six to one for a top three. And you already just went over everything about Hamlin from this. But I'll add on to that in that the the race yesterday or the race last week, rather Sunday. Yeah, the race Sunday. Uh, the strategy was horrendous for that 11 team, right? I mean, obviously, they knew they needed to take a swing. They knew they needed to do something because, obviously, Hamlin did not come out and qualify uh, the greatest as far as uh, what where he was at. So they needed, to, they needed to, to do something different, right? Well, they fouled that up all over the place. That, that strategy only got him out front for eight laps. It really only kind of bought him time and he was he was fighting right with uh um Keselowski on that as well you were talking about that earlier um that was just not a good that was not a good situation for that whole entire team right this was one of those off weeks that he qualified very poorly and and really just could not carry the strategy couldn't carry speed couldn't carry anything right just couldn't get himself back up to the front so I'm tossing that one out I'm I'm remembering Denny Hamlin that you talked about too, as far as uh, Joe Gibbs being there and, and and Hendrick being there. Like those are the two teams, right? And who's one of the flagship carriers for Gibbs right now? It's the 11 car. It's the 19 car, right? Those two veteran drivers are gonna get it done on this track. And I think Denny Hamlin. I didn't get a chance to listen to uh, to Actions Gentlemental this week, but I'm pretty sure he probably wasn't happy about anything that happened uh, with his particular race. Uh, how was Michael McDowell? Was that a good? Was that a good? Interview? Oh, it was a great. It was a great interview. Um, yeah, McDowell, just a cool guy. It was crazy. You'll definitely have to go listen to it. But they were talking about how they don't even have the uh, God. I can't think of what the machine's called now. But the the laser machine that they run the cars through in tech to like make sure that it fits. Like they have a time slot. They have to go over to RFK because they have an alliance and go through theirs and hope it's close enough. And then McDowell doesn't even get on the sim until after the car's already been loaded up and it's on the road to. To head there, so they can't make any changes until they get to the track. And crazy to think of of the things he's gone through. And again, he's never really been on a good team. It was funny because Hamlin asked him a question about, you know, what what do you not get that we get? And he goes, "You're gonna have to tell me. I've never got anything because he's uh. never been on a good. T- I mean, he's got the 450 career starts or something like that, and it's been for shit boxes or or middle of the pack cars for the most part. And and so yeah, just kind of crazy. It was it was a great interview though and uh and yeah it was it was good to to have them on and or have him on there and and listen to Denny you know interview and ask the questions and and kind of see how man they do I mean just things look so much different from the little guy's perspective than than from you know and and he was talking about how he has to go through all the data himself like he's like I'm sure that somebody tells you oh yeah the 99 car was the best car here last year and you can go look at their data I have to go through all the data and figure out okay, it was the 99 car, and then I can go look at his data and figure out, you know. So just pretty pretty crazy the the difference in their perspectives on a, on a week-to-week basis. That's like when I started podcasting from my own equipment, which was all just a bunch of, now I step into this beautiful uh, SGPN-funded uh, equipment, and it's all beautiful, so... Yeah, I get it. I get it, Michael McDowell. I know. I know what you're going through. Um, <laughs> now you're at the now you're at the top team, Rob. Yeah, I, I can't. I'm telling you're at you right the now. JGR podcasting now. <laughs> I well, and I feel every bit of it. But um, yeah, no. Anyways, Denny Hamlin, top three, six to one. I mean, again, he didn't do it last week, 
But like Cody said, he won here in 2016. He was fourth in 2017, had a better shot at 2018, third in 2019, fifth in 2021. I'm, it's hard not to take Denny Hamlin at 6-1 to one on a track like this. Yeah, and I mean, 6-1, to one, that might be the way you're going to hit your biggest bet of the day because your favorites are plus 375, plus 500, and that's for the two guys who have won the last four races here. So if it ends up being a chalky week, maybe Hamlin getting into that top three is going to be the type of bet that, that comes out at you. And again, probably not something a lot of people are going to be on. I don't remember. I don't have it in front of me, but I think he hadn't finished better than 13th on a road course in like two years or something like that. But again, they were bad last year and he's just, he's got the history at this track specifically. And I think that Watkins Glen is that outlier. That's different from the other road courses. So that's the angle we're kind of looking at here. Um, next up my one head to head, Again, just kind of the best one I could find. Bet Rivers actually had the best number. You can find this one over on a couple different books, though. I'm going to take Martin Tricks Jr. over Tyler Reddick, minus 115. On the surface, it sounds a little scary because Reddick has been, you know, generally the best road course driver in the next gen era in, uh, you know, in NASCAR. And, and so a little bit scary, but you go back and you listen to his interview after the race this past weekend and, uh, the interviewer, I think it was was Dave Burns, maybe was asking him for NBC. Um, you know, what about what about Watkins Glen next week? How do you feel about your chances there? And his quote was, "A lot of the other guys have a lot more experience than I do, and, and we've got a lot of catching up to do." And that was in reference to Watkins Glen. And I think that part of that is he knows this is a veteran track. Again, Martin Truex Jr. sixteen starts at Watkins Glen. Tyler Reddick has two. There is a big difference there, and, and it's a bigger difference than going to a Kansas or, or a Las Vegas where there's other mile and a half that they've been racing on and, and all of this. So I think that that experience is going to come in handy. Uh, Tyler Reddick's been seventh and 10th here in his two starts. So good still, right? He's probably going to have a good solid day, but not as elite as Martin Truex Jr. has been on a race to race basis at this track. Truex, much like Sonoma has been very, very good at this track. Um, and we saw it earlier this season, right? You go back to Sonoma, the other track that's been on the schedule for a long time, right? That's the comparables you can take from it. Reddick comes out, he qualifies fast, second place, right? We're like, oh, he's going to be leading by turn two because Denny Hamlin had the pole. Nope, he didn't. He had slipped all the way back to sixth at the end of stage one, out of the picture at stage two. They end up, you know, he's way in the back anyways, and the tire falls off. He flips around backwards on pit road. Entire mess of a day at a track that, Things just, you know, and he hasn't, he's sort of lost that dominant edge that he had maybe to a degree. Didn't see it this past weekend at the Indy Roval. He was good again, not, not taking that away from him at all, but it wasn't like it had been. Maybe some people are catching up. Truex has obviously caught up a lot, I think. Uh, so I'm going to lead into that, that, that advantage that the veterans seem to have at this type of track, specifically at Watkins Glen um, and how good Truex has been here in the past. I think that that Reddick will probably start inside the top five or top ten. I think he'll probably run up there all day. I just think Truex is going to be a top three car that could win, and I think Reddick's going to be a top five to top ten car just enough, again, on a week where there's not a lot. As of right now, as we record this on Tuesday evening, not many matchups out there that I like at all. 
it was a struggle for me to even decide that this was the one I wanted to put, but this is the one that I definitely like the best. Hey, listen, you're about to hear one that I went with that I could not believe that I was going with this because I was so tired of doing the same names over and over again that I had to look for a couple that I hadn't mentioned already, and this is one of them. And I, I, I actually like it because this is not one that, and it's and the juice will, will lean toward why it's it's uh you know Gibbs over Byron is what I'm taking on on DK uh, at minus one oh five. Gibbs not even the favorite in this one. And in fact, you can find this elsewhere at minus 110. I think Barstool has 110 on either end of this. But Gibbs is, is the uh, the underdog here at minus 105 in this matchup. And for decent enough reasons. But if I'd have told you at the beginning of the season that I'm taking Ty Gibbs over William Byron anywhere, you would say to me that's absolutely nuts because, you know, Byron has won two races. He's won three races now. He's, he's one of the more dominant guys in the garage. And yeah, you're right. But... Since he won in Atlanta, 24th at Loudoun, 14th at Pocono, 21st at Richmond, 35th at Michigan, 14th last week at the Indy Grand Prix. Now, I'm telling you right now, that is not a guy who is priming himself for the playoffs. And unfortunately, you know, momentum carries a lot in this as well. Uh, what has he done on this track in particular? Eh, it's been hit or miss, a lot like this season, right? Eighth place in 2018, 21st in 2019, sixth place in 2021, 24th, I'm sorry, 22nd in uh, in 2022. So again, not a whole lot of solid finishes on this road course. In particular, uh, Ty Gibbs only has one start. He finished 26th in his rookie season. But for Ty Gibbs, uh, the last few races for him haven't been, I mean, not like writing home about it, dear mom, I, I won this race. But at the very least, have been a little bit better than William Byron. Uh, he finished 5th at Pocono, 15th at Richmond, 11th at Michigan, 12th at Indy. So he did finish above Byron by two spots, uh, but it doesn't matter. All you got to do is one in a matchup uh, at the last road course. Is William Byron going to come out swinging? Yeah, that 24 team does not like to be in the middle of the pack. They don't enjoy being anything less than a winner, first of all, but we have seen Ty Gibbs really, really start to show resiliency. I, we kind of, I counted him out a lot of times in that last race, but he still managed to find himself in 12th place by the end of it. So, um, again, it, it's not so much that I think this is going to be a dominant performance by Gibbs, but I think they're going to run around the same spot on the track, and I just think Gibbs has more of the. I guess momentum, for lack of a better phrase, uh, going into this than Byron, and less expectation, really, honestly. And and Gibbs is still fighting for a playoff spot where Byron is already locked in. And yes, Cody, he's locked in. So uh, Gibbs's team has a little more to swing for than Byron. <laughs> he is actually locked in, so that's good. Uh, ugh, Gibbs scares me a little bit here just because of his history here. Uh, these two guys, though, if you remember, I'm pretty sure it was these two, if you remember the last year's Xfinity Series race, we're going balls to the wall, lap after lap in the closing laps. Took each other out, opened the seas for Kyle Larson to come through and, and snag the win, ends up sweeping the weekend. But That's uh, why they're paired up. I forgot about that. That's probably part of why they're paired up because they, they want to be able to talk about that uh, from last year's Xfinity Series race. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I love Gibbs, and I, 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 was, I was looking hard at him for the top 10. Actually, I was going to put him in the top 10 before I switched to Denny Hamlin, which Minus shows you how I feel about Denny Hamlin for this week, which is pretty impressive, right? Um, a little bit scared just because of the inexperience, but if 
I'm going to trust a guy on a road course with little experience, Ty Gibbs probably that guy. So, uh, yeah, I definitely – I don't hate it. And, and Byron's been up and down here too. It's It's been, I mean, 22nd last year, 21st in 2019. So, you know, it's 6th and 8th in his other starts. So it, it can go one way or the other. So, uh, yeah, if I had to take a side though, I probably would also land on the Gibbs side, especially at only minus 105 for you over on DraftKings. All right, Rod, here's going to be my longer shots for the week. These are the ones I'm going to take out there, and this is just completely going into my narrative of a veteran-laden track. These are the types of guys that are going to show up. So I'm going to go with two top Ford bets. Joey Logano at 7-1. to one. He has an average 12.5 finish on this track. Um, he actually finished third in this race last year. Um, he started second in 2021, led 15 laps, ended up getting in that scrum with Brad Keselowski that we mentioned earlier. Um, and so didn't quite get the finish, but he's got six top 10 or six top seven finishes in 13 races here. Uh, and he won this race actually in 2015. So of course I, uh, <laughs> I thought this was pretty funny. I wrote all this stuff down and then I went over to look at Ryan and see what he had to say. Joey Logano has been hero zero Watkins Glen over the last 12 races, six results in the top seven. The other six, it's been 22nd or worst. Well, if I'm going for a top forward at seven to one, that's what I want, right? Either be good for me or suck because it doesn't matter if you suck, but be good. He has that chance to be the top forward. Um, and so I think that he's a good bet. Of course, you go and you look at the Ford drivers. Uh, McDowell is, is, of course, the favorite because of last week, right? And, and he's a veteran too. So got a lot of laps here. I don't want to sleep on him too much this week, but going back to back would be, you know, hey, we thought that about Chris Busher too, though, right? So, you know. Busher is the next one. Then it's Austin Sindrick at six to one. Again, a young guy. Joy Logano next up. Of course, Chase Briscoe. And then Rod, the other guy that I'm going to take for this, Kevin Harvick, 12 to one. Been a little while since we've talked about Kevin Harvick on this program. Uh, things haven't been the best for him, but he has a 10.0 average finish in the last two races here. He's got four straight top 12 finishes at this track. He won here back in 2006. Um, and in career average finishes at Watkins Glen, he is the best of the Ford drivers at 12.7. Uh, and so uh, again, this is just kind of taking a stab out there. Ford is the, the weakest group, right? Weird to say after McDowell whipped everybody's ass last week. And Busher the two weeks before. Ran, but Right, exactly. But in general, especially at road courses, you've got the Hendrick camp who's won the last four here with, with the Larson and, and, Elliott and, and you know throw Kyle Bush in there in a the Chevrolet camp all that then you go over to Toyota and you've got uh uh Truex and you've got Reddick I mean there's you know they're pretty low top heavy whereas on the Ford side of thing there's not like a road course guy that just jumps out that's that's great right Busher's good and I'll have a solid run and and McDowell will probably have a solid run and but with this being that that super veteran laden track I know Busher and McDowell are veterans too but their numbers are very very short I, I do think that these guys are both worth a shot um, and again, Joey Logano pops up and gets a third place finish here last year. Now we know he enjoys wrecking people on road courses and, and we've seen that a lot from him, but he's got the ability to get it done. Uh, and so I think taking that veteran route with these two guys for the top four, Joey Logano at seven to one, Kevin Harvick at 12 to one. I think that this is the the way to go as far as kind of my long shots to, to sprinkle out there and, and maybe cash without hitting the outright winner. I can't argue with that one at all uh, because I actually have uh, a bet that does kind of involve Logano as my next one as well. Um, and Harvick, it just, 
it feels like a Harvick week, right? I don't know. Maybe maybe we've been saying that too many times over, but it kind of feels like a Harvick week. We've been but this is this is where you remember back to Richmond last year, right? Nobody was thinking, although you did, Rod. You got him. You called it twenty-five to one, I believe it was. Uh, but you know, everybody had kind of forgotten about him, kind of fallen off a little bit. We haven't really talked about him here lately. It's been kind of a rough. He was supposed to be good at Michigan. He was supposed to be good at Richmond. Wasn't really good at either one. It's kind of getting to the end. You know, this is where he pops up and boom, it's like, oh, Kevin Harvick. I forgot about him. Like, damn, he's the top forward on the day and he cashes a 12 to 1 for you. Uh, so this is kind of that, you know, we'll get, we're going to be pretty chalky on most of these picks so far. And wait till we get to the winter section because we're going to keep in the chalky part for me at least. But, but this is that part where you kind of catch that sleeper and, and play into the, the narrative of it's going to be the veteran drivers who show up this week. We don't have all the ringers. We don't have all the extra, right? It's just the main guys for the most part. And I think a guy like Kevin Harvick or a guy like Joey Logano can pop up and, and take care of a bet like this for you. I concur. Uh, and listen, if he goes one further and actually wins this race, I'm going back to the well. I want to break this damn streak. I'm, I'm, on, a, I'm on a cold streak with these winning numbers. Uh, winning number, I'm going to take the over 21 and a half. Oh, this is at plus Jesus 210. <laughs> Here's, what a horrible decision. <laughs> it, well, listen, and I'll, I'll tell you why. Because if you are looking at the favorites, right? Chase Elliott, plus 325. Kyle Larson, plus 500. Like, those two already, like, you're, you're getting half of the field at half of, well, not half of the field, but a, a third of the field at half of, almost half of the price of one of the favorites, right? And in that particular number set, there are some decent enough names, right? Christopher Bell is that cutoff line, but you do get Logano. You, if Bubba Wallace accidentally figures out how to get fast and win a race, you get him. You get Byron, right? A Hendrick driver. We just talked about that. You get Michael McDowell. If Michael McDowell goes back to back and you don't feel comfortable betting on him there, you get him in that 34, right? You get Todd Gilliland of all people who's top 10 finish. I kind of want to see, uh, you get uh, Tyler Reddick, right? You get Bowman, if Bowman accidentally figures out how to do something, you get Gibbs and you get Suarez. That is a not chalky way to sort of hedge off of the chalk of the week, right? I mean, if you look at the other winning car numbers uh, as far as the over-under, you get 17 and a half, right, is one of the, the numbers that you get on Caesars. That's at minus 125 for the under. That could be okay, I, and that might be right, a good one to Truex take. Truex out. That's what sucks. You're taking Truex exactly. You're you're cutting the line right at Truex, right? Um, and then there's eleven and a half, right? The under for that one is at plus one thirty five. So now you're cutting the line off at Denny. Do you think Denny's going to win this race or anybody below that? Right? You got Larson. You got Elliott. Um, you got uh, Bush. Even if Kyle Bush decides to do that, that's at plus one thirty five. But the better, I think, the better value is to take this plus two ten of over twenty five. And I've got two cars that I think can do that and and help you win it outright and cash this bet as well. Yeah, both of your, your winners are over this number. All three of my winners are under this number. So a good way to hedge off if you're me, right? If one of my guys doesn't win this race. Uh, I do think the the under on this is very heavy loaded, though. And I, I looked through all these winning number bets because if I found, I mean, if, if the under on this number would have been decent, it's what uh, whatever. It's like minus, it's minus 260 right now. Yeah, minus 260. So, you're not going to bet that, of course, but it's minus 260 for a reason because it's loaded. But again, this is a nice way to hedge off if you've got a bunch of guys underneath this number. Um, and and again, there's a group of guys could easily win this. You just mentioned a, quite a few guys who 
Tyler Reddick's won the most road courses in the next gen car. He's over that number. McDowell won last week. So there are guys uh, that, that can definitely do it over that number. So yeah, it's, you know what, for the price, it's, uh, it's okay. I, I think the books might be right this week, leaning into the chalk, but we'll see. I mean, listen, we, we thought we knew what we were talking about. And then Michael McDowell ends up winning a race last week. So, uh, sure. all right. Speaking of winners, we'll get to those. Hang tight. We'll be back. Hey, everybody. If you play fantasy football, especially in auction leagues. And or you're a whiskey fan. Yes, exactly. Check out the Sports Gambling Podcast fantasy football channel show, Old Fashioned Football. Coming to you every Tuesday morning. Give us a listen. We'll bring you the latest fantasy football data, including the injury report, studs and duds, waiver wire targets, and suggested fab. Market movers. After all, we are the Marks. He is my hubby. And she's J Mark's wifey. And we're bringing all this to you while drinking an old fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week. All that and more. Hop on over. Give us a listen. Come for the football. Stay for the whiskey. This ad's almost done. Going once. Going twice. Sold. All right. Wife is taking uh, wing orders right now, so I had to get back oh. to her real quick. Oh. So. So I'll take some uh, garlic garlic parmesan. Garlic parmesan? Uh, I love that. Bone in, please. A bo- course, bone the, in? Well, what are you, a way, heathen? Yeah. No, that's the way you're supposed to eat wings. I'm not five, Rod. <laughs> well, then. <laughs> This was a fun run, two hundred and four or two hundred forty-two <laughs> episodes in, and we are uh, and we are uh, signing out. bone in wings is what broke the, that is what broke the show. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we'll see who wins, and one of us will be back next week with a different host. <laughs> oh man! Uh, all right. Speaking of all winning, right, Rod, go place go place your wing order while I read off. Oh my no! I, here. Yeah, I'm I'm good. I the wing order is oh, already in. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, we're good. But anyway, speaking of winners, Cody, well, what what kind of wings are you ordering? Now I'm curious. Uh, like we might as well get into this. I'm getting Korean. I like the Korean. Okay, uh, yeah. Korean's good. Korean's good. Yeah. Dude, Parmesan garlic is, I mean, I like, like, there's not really any bad flavors of wings, to be honest. Like, I could we eat wings every day for the rest of my life. It's like my favorite thing. But, yeah, Parmesan garlic, oh, it just always hits the spot. No, and it is good. I, I will now. give you that one. Jeez. Sorry, my bad. I d- didn't mean to. Do you do like that. the boneless, though? You go with the boneless? I go with the boneless only because there's there's like very few. Vendors? I was scarred. <laughs> I was scarred as a kid. On okay. food oh, and acceptable. eating, <laughs> eating stuff off the bone was never a pleasurable experience for me. So, I mean, if you really think about it, it is a little strange and heathenistic. It's I prehistoric, suppose, Cody. It's prehistoric. It tastes better that way, so I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> uh, I all right, all right. We'll give the people Dro- what wait, they're here for. Drop your drop your uh, your wing choices in the Discord channel. We want to know <laughs> yeah, what you like for wings. Yeah, let's. Well, yeah, tell us what you're what you're ordering for wings and who's right. Tell us who's maybe we'll put out a poll over on the Twitter. Ooh, do bone that. in or boneless. We'll, uh, I'll do that as soon as this, this episode's over. Perfect. And, uh, we'll see who wins. We'll report back on this later this week. I love it. All right. Well, who's going to win this race, Cody? All right, Rod, who's going to win this race. It is going to be bone in wings. I mean, uh, it's going to be, <laughs> <laughs> listen, I hate to do this because it is so chalky this week. Everybody and their fucking brother and their mother and their cousin and the grandpa and the grandma, everybody is picking Chase Elliott to win this race. Open a plus 450 over on Superbook. Hopefully you got in early. It's dropped down to plus 375. Barstool is the place that has the best number right now. I, it, it's, it, it, it's, it's falling in line that way, and everybody thinks that because, Rod, because it's, it's just all lines up so good. So if you look at this, um, you know, everybody's saying this is his best opportunity. This is the track they had circled. You look at it. This is his best opportunity. This is the track they had circled. He finished second 
last week at the Indy Road Course, right? I know at the end it looked kind of weak. He didn't have anything for McDowell. He didn't run him down. I get it. But you go back to iFantasy Race over at Ryan and his statistics here. Um, who is the number one finisher on road courses in 2023 on average? It's actually Chase Elliott. As surprising as that is because it's not been the Chase Elliott we've been accustomed to, he's still been getting good, solid finishes. Did miss the race at Coda, so you could throw that asterisk in there, but it's an average, so still the best average. Go back to Watkins Glen over the last four races here, Rod. 2018, his first career win, he led 52 laps. 2019, he also won back-to-back races. Um, he was first. He had an average running position of 1.3. He led 80 laps that day, 0.3 points shy of a perfect rating over at uh, iFantasy Race there. 2021, he finished second, but he started in the back of that race. And he made an unexpected pit stop because he flat-spotted a tire during the race. Fastest car on the track over the last quarter of the race. Ran all the way back to second to Kyle Larson. Last year, he finished fourth because Kyle Larson fucked up our bets and body-slammed him on a late restart and ran Elliott off the course. I was not happy. Chase was not happy. There is zero chance that happens this week because I'm telling you, if it's if this ends up a Larson Elliott show like it's been for four straight years, and you don't think that Larson takes it easy and allows Chase Elliott to win this race and get in the playoffs, they're not going to say it over the radio. This isn't F1. This isn't uh, you know uh, Red Bull telling Sergio to pull over for Max. But it's been told this week in the meetings, and it's it, everything just lines up perfectly. So really fucking good at this track for one. And again, you're going back to a track where he doesn't have as many starts, right? But four races in a row, he has been the best or second best car. Either He's been the best car in all four races, actually. That part's not even debatable. Only got the win in two of them, but he's been the best car. So you're going to a track where he's good at, he's the best car. All the narratives line up and we talk about how often does this, that's all they're going to be talking about all week, Rod. All broadcasts leading up to it. All broadcasts throughout the race. He hasn't won this year he missed all these races because of the accident he's he's not gonna point his way in now he has to win he's the most popular driver he's coming back to the site of his first career win is this where he gets it is this where he locks in then once he wins the storylines next week going into daytona here's the cutoff line here's how tight this is bubba wallace is now knocked out of the playoffs only one of keselowski and harvick are getting in if someone else wins like it's all going to be there winds up too perfectly you gotta bet chase elliott this week plus 375 over on barstool i would say but probably get in earlier rather than later even if he doesn't qualify well i don't see this number moving and if he does qualify well number's likely going to move not in the correct direction for you just in case elliott doesn't win because you know he hasn't won a next gen race in the uh or he hasn't won a road course race in the next gen actually surprisingly i actually had tyler reddick written down in the document overnight here rod uh that's who i decided last night was going to be my pick to win at 10 to 1 and then as i was researching more today as i was going through the bets i told you i picked truex over reddick so i swapped it truex had opened at plus 600 when i saw it yesterday he's down to plus 750 now over i didn't write that down but i think that was over on uh caesars i'll have to double check that um but anyways martin Trex jr i laid it yes plus 750 is over at caesars I laid out the case earlier, right? He's been really fucking good here. Rewind a little bit and listen to all the statistics I gave out about how good he's been here. Average running positions, top three. 
again, before it kind of turned into Larson Elliott the last two years, before that, it was Elliott Truex year in and year out. Like they were going back and forth with each other. Truex was winning races before that. 750, I think, is good value on him. Again, I think it's going to be a chalky week. I think you've got to pick your poison of these top. In my opinion, you pick Elliott, Larson, Truex. You pick which one you, which one or two you like the most, and allocate your bets appropriately. I, I will be shocked if one of those three guys doesn't win this weekend. Um, and then, just got to throw out an insurance bet. Rod should not be at sixty to one. I'm back on it again. I'll be smashing a watermelon in my driveway if this happens. Ross Chastain, sixty to one. Come on, Rod. We just saw Daniel Suarez be fast in practice fast and qualifying start up front had they not run over the hose and had that issue on pit road maybe he was that race maybe we're talking about how daniel suarez now has his second career win. all this svg ran on the top 10 svg won at chicago all this we know that chastain can do it it hasn't been the greatest lately but we know he can do it he won last year at coda what did he hit a 40 to 1 for us that day mm-hmm. now he's going to hit a 60 to 1 for us rod it's going to be beautiful if this doesn't end up being one of the favorites, if Elliott has an issue, Larson Truex, if those guys don't get it done, I think that it could be Ross Chastain. I think at 60-1, to 1, it's way too good to pass up on. And please get in on this early in the week because if he comes out in practice and qualifying like Suarez did, that number is going to drop below 20-1 to 1 probably. And it's not going to be as sexy or maybe even worth betting on anymore. He has the ability to do it here, um, and he can get it done. So... Ross Chastain, sixty to one, my insurance play. That we need a, we need an insurance sponsor, Rod. We like the yes, the please. nationwide insurance play of the week or something. You know, I love it. We need to get on that. <laughs> we, we'll figure that one out. I, you That's, know what? Uh, yeah. If you if you are an insurance person, hit us up with your sponsorship. We need. Yeah. To, oh, that'd be a great. That'd be a great thing. That'd Gosh. be a, that'd be a fantastic. <laughs> okay, fine. We'll we'll make <laughs> that happen. If you're out there, you know it. You know somebody, yeah. then us, hook us, us up. Get us your get us some money, and we'll get, we'll say your name. Get Jake from State Farm out there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, all right. Well, full disclosure, Cody got to the dock first, so he got to pick all the good winners. Um, and all, <laughs> and obviously with Elliot, you're right. It, it's just you you said it perfectly about him. So I'm not even going to rehash. Actually, as anything. an Elliott fan, I just yeah. can't miss out on hitting it when it's all signs point to it, and yeah. it's probably not going to happen just because of that. But I mean, <laughs> I can't help myself. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say at 375, you kind of have to take that that swing. Um, but I did put Reddick in here as as a 10 to one. I like that you I like that you picked him because yeah. I did, I had him in there, and I took him out, Rod. Yeah, it, and it's and it's because look, Tyler Reddick, for all that he was frustrated, right, is still. A damn good driver overall. He did finish fourth last week at Indy, and it's been frustrating. He won in in uh, Austin, right? It was it was a good day for him there. Obviously, he started second, won that forty one laps that he led, but had a disappointing day in Sonoma, where he finished thirty third after starting second. Right? He's been so fast, but he's had so much bad luck, and you don't think for one second that he is going to come out swinging. This week, I I fully think that he's going to. Um, he's he's finished seventh here last year, right? He led a couple of laps, so we know that Tyler Reddick is is fast. And in fact, um, just to to pull you on on with uh, Ryan over there at I Fantasy Race, he has the best average speed ranking at road courses over the last couple of years, right? He's ranked five point five zero in speed ranking above Chase Elliott by a half of a, a percent. 
Uh, second in speed ranking at Coda in 2022. Second at Road America. First at Indy Road Course last year. Uh, 12th at Watkins Glen last year. Again, not the fastest, but uh, second at Charlotte. First at Coda um, in this year. 10th at Sonoma. Fourth at Chicago. Third at Indy Road Course. So Tyler Reddick has been knocking on the door for another one since Austin. Uh, I think he needs another one, right? For confidence sake, he's already proven that he could do it once already. So I like 10 to 1 on a guy that's already won on the road courses this season to get it done. And then, again, another insurance play for me is Daniel Suarez, 12 to 1. We just talked about how ridiculously fast he was last week, how that hose just hosed him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and he didn't get a chance to win. Hashtag dad joke. Hashtag everybody just tuned out right now. Uh, but yeah, again, Daniel Suarez at twelve to one. I mean, he's he's it, he's due. I think for another one. He he almost had it last week. And this is more of like a gut play than it is really anything. We talked about Daniel Suarez earlier and all of his stats and and how good Trackhouse is. So again, if he can finish in the top five, I think he'd be good enough to get up and 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 win this race. So give me Reddick at ten to one, Suarez at twelve to one. Um, you gave out Tyler Reddick to win a Coda Rod early in the week at ten to one. You're doing it again, ten to one. He's gonna be fast in practice. He's probably gonna be fast in qualifying. He's gonna get a good start. We said it right. The the winner has come from the top six, the last six races. So if Reddick gets up there, that number is gonna drop. If you want to get in on it, you get in on it early. I was gonna do it just because. As being the the road course ace we've seen of late, a ten to one, I talked myself out of it just because I like Truex a little more. I don't I don't not like Reddick, but I like Truex a little more. His number slipped a little to get me to where I wanted it instead. But I still think that that it's a good play. Suarez a twelve to one, man, that's pretty trusting for a guy that I don't know if he's completely proved that I want to bet on him at twelve to one. But hey, I just made a, a case for his teammates. And uh, and Trackhouse has been good on road courses. We've seen it from him, right? So, uh, yeah, uh, good good picks. Thank you very much. Uh, and again, it's it's chalk. Tyler Reddick is still chalk. It just everybody's gonna be talking about him. It's it's not like I'm some super genius for picking him at ten to one. It's just you know I I had to do I had to go somewhere because I'm not going Larson. I'm not going Hamlin to win. So I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little deeper in the field. So uh, all right. Get out your pen and paper. We're going to go over the bets for this go bowling at the Glen here at uh, Dick's. Uh, Cody started you out with Truex as the top five car at plus 120 on Caesars. Piled on top of that, a top three at plus 210 on Caesars. I said Brad K was going to finish in the top 10 at plus 275 over on bet 365. Cody said that Busher was going to be a top 10 car at minus 120 and reclaim his top 10 status over on Bet365. I said Suarez would finish inside the top five at plus 170 on Bet365. Cody said Hamlin would be a top 10 car at plus 100 on Bet365. I said he'd be a top three car at six to one on Bet365. Cody gave you Martin Truex over Tyler Reddick at minus 115 over on Bet Rivers. I said that Tyrone Gibbs would finish better than William Byron at minus 105 over there on DraftKings. Cody said that Joey Logano would be the top four driver at plus 700, but if not, Kevin Harvick at 12 to 1 was a good speculation. I said that the winning car number would be over 21 and a half at plus 210. 
Cody gave you Chase Elliott at plus 375 on Barstool, Truex at plus 750 on Caesars, and Ross at 60 to 1 to win this race. I said Reddick at 10 to 1 on Superbook, and Suarez uh, at 12 to 1 over on Superbook and Barstool would be the winners of this race. Cody, that will wrap up our cup part of this. But as we always do now, we're going to sprinkle a little SRX into the mix because there is SRX racing once more and books keep offering lines. So we keep giving you our picks. They do. Um, they're not offering us the best lines ever. Nah, not this time around. <laughs> this week, man, it's it's pretty rough, unfortunately. Um, but let's see. I was trying to find why. Why do we make this so difficult? It is back to a dirt track this week. So, uh, Watch out for Tony Stewart. This one is in Wheatland, Missouri. Uh, unfortunately, not as close to me as I had hoped with it being in Missouri. I'm trying to find... Boy, where is the... They don't. They just don't make this easy to find the details on what the track is. So that's all right. We're just going to jump into it, Rod. Yes. Uh, this that. week's lineup consists of Tony Stewart. He's the favorite, a plus 120. Jonathan Davenport late mo dirt late model racing superstar this guy is the real deal uh plus 325 clint boyer is going to be back plus 650 ryan newman brad keselowski Haley deegan ernie francis jr is back for another appearance marco andretti kenny schrader bobby labani elio castronovez who's uh stepping down from full-time indycar next year that's pretty sad um and kenny wallace 40 to 1 those are your lineup rod uh, what, what do you got for your bets? So uh, this is a go it's on Lucas Oil Raceway or Speedway rather that that's where they're at this week. So Lucas Oil Speedway on the dirt track in there uh, as well. What do I got for my bets? Well, I've got uh, Mario Mario Marco Andretti uh, over the uh, the newcomer, the kid that's coming back in after a, an extended kind of stay, Ernie Francis Jr. He is uh, uh, an actual IndyCar next driver for Force Indy. He's coming back for another year uh, behind the SRX machine. But obviously, Marco Andretti, the full-time guy, the guy that likes a sandbag, uh, he's at minus 115 over Francis. Now, listen, what's, what's interesting about Francis, though, is that he uh, got into a scrap with Tony Stewart after one of the races early in last season uh, and did not necessarily see the track. After that, uh, he, he had one extra race that he was in after that. But, uh, yeah, after he got a scrap with the boss, didn't necessarily see the track after that. But for Marco Andretti, obviously, uh, like we said, he is he's the guy. He's the, the full-time driver there. He finished fourth a couple of weeks ago at Berlin. Um, and then last week had a pretty solid finish in the dirt as well. So... Again, I like I like the fact that you're getting the the full time driver here in the SRX series over the guy that's kind of popping his head in minus one fifteen. I'll take that bet. Yeah, I like it. I man, I don't know. I looked through all these head to heads and I could not find one I liked enough to give out. Um, Davenport plus one sixty to Stewart at, at minus one ninety, which is ridiculous. Uh, that one is is tempting, kind of like Ryan Newman last week, but. You saw how good Tony Stewart was on dirt last week. I know that was Eldora. This is different. Um, so, but man, there's just some of these like Deegan is minus 170 to Schrader. Like, what are we doing? You Really, the one you gave out is the only one that's at even juice across the sides. Like Boyer minus 160 to, to Keselowski. 
Labani is minus 140 to, to Castor Nevis. So it's like, why don't you give us some options that are more clo closely aligned? I don't exactly understand this. So I'm skipping over head to heads just because I don't, none of these make me want to bet them and I'm not going to give you a pick that I don't believe in. So not going to go there. Uh, and then top of the board, Davenport at plus 325 is somewhat tempting, but I, it's too short. I can't pull the trigger on that. Um, so I'm just going to go down to Haley Deegan. She's 12 to one. Uh, she finished second to Tony Stewart and was kind of hanging with him at the end last week. We know how good of a dirt track driver she is. That was enough for me for her still to sit at 20 to one or 12 to one. Maybe Stewart has a problem. Maybe him and, and JD get into it and they end up wrecking or whatever happens and open the door for her 12 to one. Love it for Haley Deegan and give me Kenny Wallace 40 to one rod. This dude races his heart out. He's always racing all the time. Big dirt track racing guy. Uh, he's from Missouri, right? St. Louis. They're big in that area. So this will be a, a so you know so-called home race for him. All that fun stuff. Give me Kenny Wallace at forty to one. Are you kidding me, Rod? I might be rooting for some chaos in this one, but uh, but I do like it. Also, real quickly too on this track, I found the the sheet that I had before. Um, so this one's off of uh, U.S. Route fifty four and Missouri Route eighty three in Wheatland, Missouri. Like I mentioned before. It's co-located at the site of the speedway that is Lucas Lake, a motorboat racing venue, the first purpose-built boat drag racing lake in the world is located across from the track. So that's pretty sweet. Uh, but this is a dirt oval. It is a three-eighths mile, so a nice short little track for them, uh, semi-banked oval with a clay surface, 400 foot wide, 4,000 foot wide, 12 feet of banking. Um, yeah, so pretty pretty cool. That's fun. I, I I can't wait to watch this one. Actually, I liked the Eldora dirt. That was that was pretty fun. That was a especially and as the track started to to get a little bit more you know packed. Yeah, and with it being the same cars that they're racing on the the pavement, it makes it a different challenge. I really like it. It's it's enjoyable. I agree. Uh, well, Tony's chalk. So again, he's like plus one twenty to win this race. Which, okay, let me see if it's still because they had before. So he's plus one twenty to win the race. But if you, oh, it's gone. They had a matchup earlier. They must have realized a mistake. There was a matchup earlier that was Tony Stewart plus 180 versus the field. Oh, yeah. I saw that too. So it was like, well, why wouldn't you just take him plus 180 against the field? And so I was going to mention if you wanted to bet him, but yeah. they obviously, I think, uh, realized their mistake there. And They're like, wait a second. No. I'm no longer seeing that one. Yeah, so that's it's gone. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I'm going to take Brad Keselowski. He finished ninth in Eldora last week. It, it, uh, There's nothing that points to me that he's probably going to uh, make too much of a charge. But if I'm going to swing, I'm going to swing at Brad Keselowski because he looked good uh, for, for parts of those that race. But... You know, when you're when you're beating and banging all over the place and everybody's bumping into everybody, um, it was very difficult to gain ground on that one. So I, I do believe Tony Stewart is going to win this race. I think Haley's going to be a, a great... I, I co-sign on you with Haley because I think she proved a lot last week in the dirt. Um, but, you know, I'll take Brad Kozowski at 10 to 1 if if nobody else is taking him. I like it. It's a good, good call. Again, I'm probably going to go pretty light on these. I, I mean... It's probably going to be a Tony Stewart type of night, but I do think that that he can be challenged and in the right situation. I think one of these guys could win, and and their prices are all guys or gals. That is, uh, I think their prices are all appropriate for their chances, and they do have a shot to, you know, accordingly. I concur. Uh, all right, well, that'll put SRX to bed for the week. Enjoy the Lucas Oil Speedway. Enjoy the dirt on Thursday night uh, thunder. 
And uh, yes. yeah, that'll be some fun. So, all right, Cody. Well, let's uh, send everybody off and away to start filling out their cards. Uh, so remind everyone where they can find you on social media. Follow me on X at Husker underscore Zeeb. You can find all my work over there. Uh, new article out for last word on sports. AJ Brown uh, pro fantasy profile for this year. Dude's a beast. I think he's going to continue that. Got a couple other ones out, so check those out. And uh, AFC North division preview and best bets for sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Ton more stuff coming out. So make sure you check out all that. And, uh, yeah, come come join us the rest of the week. Xfinity is where we cleaned up last week. We got some more of that. We got some DFS. Got a, probably a Friday fun show, I'm going to guess. So uh, we haven't got that far in life, but we'll get there. Also, the poll is out. It's up for the next 24 hours. So uh, <laughs> go vote. Give us give us your thoughts on uh, boneless or bone in. I can't wait to see the results. I'm on X at RJ Gomez. Follow me there. Link in the bio to everything I got going on, whether it's here in between media, the back road kicking off again on Thursday night. Of course, check out Fast Money for frequency sake. I, too, like Cody, have some stuff up on the website as far as uh, previews. And, and then, of course, the NFL Gambling Podcast and the Propcast. We're previewing divisions. We're preview, giving you prop bets all over the place. Ah, just a busy time right now. Fun to be alive. And we have a fantasy football draft in 18 minutes, Rod, so don't forget. Let's go. <laughs> we got to get to that. All right. We'll see you guys, everybody, tomorrow for the Xfinity. Hopefully they got some odds out for us. So we'll see you then. Until next time, let's go racing and let it ride.